right, welcome to episode eight. Um, we've had a little bit of a, what would you call it, a layoff maybe? Um, had some <laughs> layoff sounds too. A holiday, yeah. a holiday siesta. Yeah, we... I um, love that. Little, little break. After the... AKA uh, some shit is going on. Yeah. We, after, <laughs> you know, we, we got the interview last uh, episode and kind of had a high and had some, we just took some time off. So um, I think we're going to... We've made a post about it, but uh, for at least the the holiday season, I think we're going to switch to uh, like every other week for shows, and you know, might pick it back up to once a week in the spring or you know January, whatever. You know, we're, we don't have a set schedule for now, but uh, uh, or for now we do. But uh, going forward, you know, we'll just kind of play it by ear. If there's a lot to talk about, then we'll you know go back to weekly. If we don't, we'll go every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever. So. But uh, we're all back. Um, uh, KB, Kayla, Elena, and myself, Eli. Um, so we're going to jump right into the new stuff because our the main topic today could, could be a, a long one. So we're going to sh- start with some of the new stuff. And uh, we did this last minute and actually found a lot of stuff that's going on. So uh, KB is going to get started with that. Yeah, surprisingly, I, I kind of expected to be met with, you know, radio silence. But there's a there's a couple of things going on. Um, not really any big releases per se, but there are uh, there's been some news about a couple of things. So so we'll talk about that. Um, two documentaries, one of which I, I read about, and then the other one I actually didn't know was happening. Was they're making a Freddy Krueger fan documentary and a Jason Goes to Hell documentary? Eli, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a fan doc? documentary about the fans or is the jason goes to hell about the movie do you know i want to say it is um about the actual movie i think it's called um um jace like the the jason Voorhees black heart or the black heart of jason Voorhees or something um let's just google it real quick um right and, and i think it's about um well here we go Jason Goes to Hell documentary explores controversy behind Final Friday. Um, but da, 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 is it, is it, so it's about the movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, it, so the Freddy Krueger one is actually about Nightmare on Elm Street fans. Okay, so oh, you're talking well, about um, you're talking about Fredheads. Yes. <laughs> okay, that one has I'm been sorry, in development Lee, for a I've long, never heard that like, before. Yeah, I'm I, a Fredhead. I think, guy. I, think <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> But they're also, I mean, they're also making one that's called Nightmares in the Makeup Chair, which Robert England is in, but that's completely different. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, that's interesting, too, that there's a makeup-focused one. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that, That one I've been particularly excited about, but I actually typically like the documentaries about these crazy fan bases. Mm. Um, Have you guys seen the one where they... Like the Troll Two fan base. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the one, probably one of my favorite things to watch. And the name is escaping me. Um, oh, uh, best worst movie. Mm-hmm. It came out a long time ago, um, but it's great. If you haven't watched Best Worst Movie, it's really interesting. Just about you know the cult following of this horrible, horrible film. Um, much like we're we're about to get with the the disaster artist and things like Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I I'm really I'm really excited that they're actually doing one about 
the Nightmare on Elm Street fandom because it is a cult classic, but it's not one of those cult classics because it's like ironically bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, like the, it's almost like a cult of personality at that right, point. <laughs> right. 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 Um, another thing that's actually been fan generated is a new fan film, Silent Hill Requiem. Don't ask me any questions about this, whether it's based on the video game or the absolutely fantastic film don't at me because i love that movie (laughs) i I don't really know anything about this but it is called silent hill requiem if y'all want to look it up i plan on watching it sometime soon so maybe we'll have a little bit of touch base back on that in the next episode um we have gotten some news about two more things two more upcoming movies um they have finally teased that we're getting Carnage, which I am beside myself about. The only part of Spider-Man that I've ever liked was Venom and Carnage. So, <laughs> and Eli, you said that you had read that maybe it was going to be a little bit more on the horror side, less on the superhero side. Um, they're kind of well. So they've, um, you know, they've kind of forged what they're calling this new direction with the, like the the X-Men universe and Logan and, and Deadpool were both R rated movies. Um, the, uh, the new mutants that are coming out next year, which has, um, uh, Jonathan from stranger things. What's his name? Charlie, whatever his name is, Charlie Heaton, I think, um, mm-hmm. he's in it. And, um, uh, that is completely straight up a horror movie. Like if it is not, they're not masquerading. It is anything else. There, there are, cool superheroes and there are mutants and stuff like that. It's in the X-Men universe, but it's completely a horror movie. It's set in a, a, a mental institute. Um, so you have all, just all kinds of stuff. Um, what they're saying about the venom and, um, carnage is, um, this is a quote from somebody. It may be Tom Hardy himself. I don't know. Uh, or, okay. This is Hardy's personal trainer. What the world is going to see is one of the darkest, most powerful supervillains that Marvel has ever created. It's going to be Carnage. Um, and they were just talking about, I, I think it's it's going to be R-rated, and I think it's going to be a harder, um, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a straight-up horror, but uh, those two are some of the darkest and most violent characters in Marvel. And um, considering it's quote unquote a spinoff or a standalone, it is not really tied to Spider Man. I think they can really go in a, a mm. pretty pretty bloody direction. So, and to be completely honest, I feel like you can't really get around Venom and Carnage without some blood and guts. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's it's trying to do it's trying to do Deadpool without it. Yeah. So. We'll see. Uh, awesome. We'll see how that how that happens um, because, of course, I love Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy could Tom Hardy <laughs> can sit in front of a camera and breathe for a you know twenty four hour span of time, and I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> so, especially uh, if he's holding a puppy, like a lot oh, of photos. My, my gosh, just over yeah you want do you want to do a whole podcast just talking about tom hardy with dogs because i do yeah (laughs) i would totally spend an hour discussing a photo and just right you can't see the photo but we're going to talk about it 
and just Eli Wade. How, how, how do you feel about uh, Tom Hardy with dogs? Um, I mean, I'm surprised y'all didn't y'all didn't go straight for Tom Hardy's MySpace pictures. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, I mean, good, like, I'm on board with puppies no matter what. Um, did y'all see his um his FX show Voodoo? What was that the name of it? Taboo. No, I Taboo, think I lost track of that. Um, I watched like three episodes. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I guess they're doing a second season, so it must have you know must have done something. Um, I'll have to watch the first season. He's a he's an interesting dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, for sure. He definitely get his MySpace photos right now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's so weird. Oh. Like he, he is a very, very <laughs> weird human being. But you know what? That man that is ugh, it's he's great. He's great. He, I will never I will never blaspheme Tom Hardy. <laughs> All right, moving on before we have a, a whole episode dedicated to <laughs> To that, um, we have found a writer for the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie, and it is Gary Doberman from It. I think that's really cool. I think that's really interesting. It's definitely created some buzz um, for the Are You Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because honestly, how do you do? How do you do like a anthology TV series in one movie? That's yeah. a really good, good question. question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. kind of a, a conundrum. When I saw that, I was like, I mean, it's a great idea for nostalgia's sake, but how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. actually, he's, he has been, I don't, I don't think it's a rumor anymore. I think it's official. He's supposed to pin the nun, um, yeah. which I'm excited about. Cause I did like the conjuring series. Um, and he did Annabelle Creation, which, have you guys seen that? Because I have neglected that movie. I yeah. saw that at the drive-in. Was yeah, it good? I saw that one. Um, it's, um, I mean, it's pretty much what you, what, what you expect. I mean, it's, it's a lot of jump scenes and, um, um, I guess it kind of, you know, ties in you know what happened with with the doll and stuff yeah um, yeah it definitely wasn't my favorite but what Eli said it kind of ties in to the the other ones of course but but all all those worth the watch all the movies and I mean I guess you have what now Conjuring Conjuring 2 Annabelle and Annabelle Creation Mm -hmm. I mean those movies are just printing money at this point I mean they're just (laughs) so I have no doubt I'll watch it nun's gonna (laughs) gonna be a hit too so uh, but they're doing and we've talked about this before you know they 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 keep a strict budget and i mean I, you know these things i think they're making them for like 10 or 20 million dollars which is just nothing you know in movie standards and then they're grossing mm-hmm. you know three and four and five hundred million dollars so um mm-hmm. their return on investments are just out of this world so right and it's like most of that money seems like it's probably going to like pay um, the two lead actors um, mm-hmm. that play the Warrens. It's like, right. well, okay, so oh, that's yeah. an investment, and then that's the budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll make a bazillion dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah. Oh, and my my favorite my favorite 
new, uh, <laughs> new, let's call it a new release. Adrian King from the original final, Friday the 13th, The Final Girl, started a Crystal Lakes Wine Company. Nice. What about a Who's roof, go- y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Right? Can we go to her? Can we go to her winery? That would be yes. adorable. It would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, don't lie, guys. You know you're gonna buy a bottle. Oh yeah. Oh, just yeah. to have it. Just I know. I know Lena will. Oh, you know. I'm gonna <laughs> try to order we, it for our store. Go over there. Yeah. Next time we go over to her house, she'll have it sitting on oh, one yeah. of her perfectly <laughs> decorated tables. <laughs> Wine and charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should get it in time and have a, a, a Music City Horror Christmas party. <laughs> I mean, I was just looking for a horror ugly sweater. So, oh. <laughs> I know. I'm like desperate for a Krampus sweater because I just oh, yeah. watched the movie. Like, I'm desperate for like Krampus ugly Krampus sweater. <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah. they exist. Just, I know they're around there somewhere. I just have to get an ugly sweater exists for probably everything. True. I saw a kid today at school, and he had on a fire-breathing dragon with a Santa hat on a Christmas sweater. And I was like, was I it- hope you don't mind that I'm going to go buy that right now, and we're going to be twinsies. I hope that's cool because <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> but, but was it Trogdor? <laughs> Dominating all the villages. <laughs> Is there a Trogdor or ugly sweater? So I uh, Google the the wines, look at the labels, and their Cabernet is called Cabin A Sauvignon. Oh my nice. god, I love it! <laughs> I love this. <laughs> the best. That's incredible. That's incredible. She's yeah. a genius, obviously. <laughs> right, so, uh, and you get and you get. You get some kind of like Polaroids with them if you order four bottles or, or more. Like I guess maybe Polaroids from the actual set. What? Oh, so awesome. oh how cool! <laughs> it's adorable. Right, right. So um, I think that's all I had. If y'all check the uh, the Skype window, I sent out. I found the Krampus ugly sweater, so it's it's right there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Maybe we can we can link that we can link that for everybody on the website that way everybody can share the wealth of a Krampus sweater. Yeah. Um, We'll all be twinsies together. Yeah. Um, I was gonna mention a few like real quick. Um, We talked about um, they're releasing a new comic book, uh, Kiss uh, and the Army of Darkness, which I have zero interest in reading just because of Kiss. I I disdain them, Um, but. Um, you know, Ash is doing something with them, uh, whatever that might be. So that's coming out. Um, they're actually, whatever that might be, whatever it is. Um, they're they're actually doing, it's almost kind of like a prequel, but it's, it's a Scooby-Doo origin film and it's with Daphne and Velma and it kind of talks about how they met and what they did before they joined the mystery, uh, incorporated gang, um, and evidently, they're just going to be battling zombies. Um, so that's... It kind of reminds me of, uh, like, the new Riverdale that they've got on. Um, mm. you know, and that oh, vibe. Yeah. Um, mm. Also, I guess we we're going to mention this later, but we can dive in. Um, we're going to release a uh, 12 Days of Horror, like Christmas Horror Movies list, kind of like we did in October. 
and um, one of the movies on the list is Better Watch Out, which is, um, I, I don't know, it's brand new. I think it came out in October. Um, it will be on DVD and Blu-ray December 5th, and it will be on Shutter December 7th. So um, if you haven't seen it yet, um, it will be out in next week, two weeks, whatever it is. Um, so you can follow along with the list, and that will be on there. Um, so, yeah. And I think the, uh, going back to the Jason documentary, I think it's, it's mainly focusing on the Jason Goes to Hell movie. I think we talked about that. But there was a lot of, like, um, they might have, I don't remember if I saw it in the Jason document. There's, like, two Jason documentaries. Um, there was one called His Name is Jason, and then there's, like, Crystal Lake Memories. And um, one has, like, I just remember the guy from um, Psych on USA's on it. And he's a big Jason guy. It has all these, um, you know, celebrities chiming in and stuff like that. The um, the other one is like they're sitting around a, a campfire and Corey Feldman is, t- is like narrating it and stuff. And it's based on a book. I have this huge Jason Friday Thirteenth book that I have that I bought, but. Um, Anyways, there's a lot of controversy because after Paramount got rid of the rights uh, when Jason goes to Manhattan, which was not great, um, New Line <laughs> bought the rights, and of course New Line owns Freddy. And then, you know, there's this fan conspiracy out that, that New Line purposely, like, you know, derated the train because Jason goes to hell so bad. Um, I, I, you know, I liked it when I was younger, but I, you know, I didn't have taste. <laughs> so, um, so I think it's going to dive into more of that aspect about how the rights changed from Paramount to, to New Line and, you know, how the tone changed and they just made it this weird, you know, thing where like the doctor's eating the heart and just all this, it was just such a weird movie and it pretty much buried the franchise until they, um, they did Jason X, I guess, in 2001, and then they did uh, Freddy versus Jason in 03. Um, so, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess next year is the 25th anniversary of that movie, so it's going to kind of tie into that. But yeah, it is going to be called the uh, the Dark Heart of Jason Voorhees. That's what it's going to be called. So. That is. Yeah. So. Should be good. So yeah. So I guess that's well, yeah. We had more. I, I guess when we were thinking that was almost 20 minutes of new stuff. So <laughs> that, was a, that was a lot. So at the end of November, early December, yeah. right? <laughs> we will dredge it all up and tell you about it. Like we will yeah. find the new oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention this real quick. Um, I know KB doesn't like to go back, but this isn't going back too bad. It just, I think it just, it's only like the second or third episode, but on Shudder, they have a, it's almost like a talk show. It's called The Core, and um, the host um, has directed some indie horror movies, and I don't have any of that information in front of me, and I'm not going to type it (laughs) and Google and find out, but... um, I mean, the first episode has Adam Green, who did, you know, Hatchet. Um, it's probably his most famous thing. And then uh, Daniel Harris. Um, so they're on the first episode. Um, and it's it's not a... They're not, like, in front of a live audience, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon or anything like that. But it's, it's on a soundstage, and um, he's definitely interviewing people. Um, and they have a... 
I don't know if he's like an in-house uh, guy or I'm not sure, but there's a guy there that does special effects, and he, he one episode he's telling him how to make like vomit, like projectile vomit, <laughs> and one he 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 does a, a like a, a, a like a head, and he like pull, and it's like really lifelike. I mean, he pulls the skin off the it. head and the brain, and I mean it's it's it gets a little rough, but um, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like 30 minute episodes. Um, I think there's three so far, um, so you know that's kind of that can tide you over in the hol- you know in the winter holiday season when there's not a lot of horror stuff going on. So we need to add onto our list documentaries about stuff like that because yeah. there there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. So we need to add that to our list. While yeah. it's on our brains. I saw one, uh, there's a Pet Cemetery uh, documentary um, that I haven't checked out. I oh, think nice. it's on, um, I think it's on Amazon. So, but, so yeah, okay. um, I guess that's it. Unless anybody has anything to chime in. Well, I will say that I went ahead and watched Creep 2, which is worth the watch. If you saw the first one, which I love. The second one got 100% Rotten Tomatoes, so... Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It was It was good. It was a different... Have y'all seen the first one? I did. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen the second one yet. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it's a little bit... It's kind of the same story, just from a different perspective. Uh, but it had a... You know, it's only like a little over an hour long, so it's not like a big commitment or anything, but... Uh, the main actor, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Mark Duplass. Yes. But, yeah, he's just fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my contribution today. <laughs> cool. I love the Creep movies. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely yeah. want to check out the second one. So. Well, cool. Um, well, we are going to jump in um, because this one... It could it could go a while. Hopefully, we can wrap it up in a in a good time frame. Uh, but this week, uh, the episode is about. <laughs> Stranger Things. Um, we are going to dig into season two. Um, kind of touch on you know some things of season one. Um, you know, just, uh, it's kind of hard to find someone now that not only hasn't seen it, but isn't a fan. I mean, pretty much it's universally, <laughs> universally acclaimed at this point. The, so. the words I use are worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally oh, appropriate. I mean, if this was a wrestler, it'd be John Cena mixed with Roman Reigns. <laughs> I hate you for that. I hate you so much for saying that. <laughs> Hey, listen, Stranger Things is, I'm, I'm going to, you know what, I'm just going to not, I'm going to not, I was going to get on a soapbox, but I'm going to let him have it, even though he's wrong, but I'm, gonna let, I'm just going to let him have it. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That's for another day. I'm ashamed um, of you. So who wants to, uh, you know, get into how they got into the show you know, were you one of the, you know, did you watch it as soon as it came out or did it, you know, take you a while to get into it? Um, you know, who wants, who wants to jump in? 
I definitely I think that there was a lot of buzz on the internet and, and yes. it was one of those things where you saw it so much and you, you got these teaser clips and you were like, Oh shit, you know, being, being a fan of Stephen King movies and, and all of these really cool 80s flicks, it's something that you are like waiting for. So for me, it was, it was everywhere. All, all of the pages I follow were talking about it and, as soon as it came out, we started watching it. Yeah, I agree. Like, people coming in to work being like, have you heard of Stranger Things yet? And I'd heard about it, but I hadn't seen much. I mean, I've seen some things about it, but that first episode when that theme music plays, you're just hooked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I It took me a while. I'm usually about a year behind everything cool. Um and so it took me a little bit and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't feel quite motivated. And then I think I read somewhere where it said stranger things is a combination of Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. Like if they had worked together, they would have made this. And I was like, okay, I'm so in, I just needed that like little tagline to just get me in. And as soon as I started watching it, you're right. Like that theme music, you're like, all right, I am so ready for this. Yes. Yeah, that was um, kind of my thing. I, I, I had said before we got on the air, um, I'd, uh, I don't remember seeing a trailer at all. Um, I, I, I just remember the poster or posters. And pretty much if you do anything 80-centric or you know anything in that vein, I'm, I'm going to be interested to begin with. Um, and so when it finally dropped last summer... It was, I think Kayla just said it was the music. I mean, I instantly was like, holy crap. I honestly thought it was John Carpenter. I, I thought he had came <laughs> came in and, you know, done this show. You know, I was like, holy crap. And it definitely has that influence. And, um, you know, I can probably go back on one of the social medias. And I, I remember posting like, holy shit, this music is just, that, that alone was set it apart. Um, from some of the other things that were, you know, influenced or based in the eighties. Um, so I, I had the whole thing watched in the first weekend. I mean, I was, I just consumed it and, um, it's pretty weird. I think by Halloween, it really had kind of blown up, you know, at that point you were seeing people dressing up like 11 and carrying mm. around Lego, uh, Egos and, wearing the red and blue and white hat that Dustin was wearing. And, you know, it really, you know, I think it took that matter of of weeks or months to to really snowball. And, um, you know, by that time it was, like KB said, worldwide phenomenon. So this year we've got, you know, clothes at Target and um, Todd McFarlane's releasing a line of toys and they've already got some out. I mean, it's just, it's... uh, I think KB even may have said it's probably Netflix's biggest hit right now, and um, especially from a uh, pop culture um, side of things, I, I think it is by a long shot. So, um, so well, yes. Yeah. In case you can't it, here's the thing: name another Netflix series that has uh, clothing in Target. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> zero. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, they're their biggest success. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful because, um, like I work with a lot of kids and you'll see like high schoolers 
talking about Stranger Things and they wear like the shirts from Target and stuff. And it's like, this is something that young people can watch and that people my parents' age can watch and like too. So I think that that makes a really big difference is that they're grabbing such a huge like age and interest range that it doesn't feel like, oh, well, this is too intense for young kids to watch, so we can't watch this. Or this is too sci-fi or too horror for, um, you know, not huge horror fans to watch. So I think that it really captures like a huge amount of people and has helped it become such a big deal. So I think it's really special. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, example today I was wearing my Stranger Things shirt the brown the brown heather one with all the faces on it and when my parents got here my dad was wearing his Stranger Things shirt oh the white one with black (laughs) finger with their on their bikes and stuff so I was like (laughs) this was not planned (laughs) I love that (laughs) I have yet to purchase any merchandise I'm I'm really looking at the Christmas sweater with the letters and the Christmas lights on it. Um, it's like a men's Christmas sweater from Target. And I've That's been, pretty incredible. I, yeah. I need a good Christmas sweater. So I might end up having that and a um, Krampus sweater. <laughs> right. Right. Well, there's no reason not to, you know? So. True. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you should live. Yeah. That's how you should live your life. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, this, um, this season... Um, and you know, some people didn't connect the dots, but there, there was an extra episode, uh, last season there was eight, this year there's nine. Um, I saw a, a thread or something that the rumor is, is that it's going to be four seasons and it's eight seasons mm-hmm. or eight episodes, nine episodes, 10 episodes, and then 11 episodes for the fourth, um, whether or not that happens or not, you know, who knows? But, uh, well, they, they said that they have four seasons envisioned mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, so. don't, I don't know if this show works past the, you know, this is actually one of those shows where I hope it ends sooner rather than later. You know, I, I don't want, sure. you know, season 15 where they're in their forties and, you know, I got this, <laughs> oh, you know, gosh. at that point. Um, um, is this, so I have a, something that I heard and I didn't know if you had heard this before or not, if it's, if it's super accurate. Um, but I heard that it was that they thought it was just going to end after the first mm-hmm. season. And so that's why certain storylines in season two, I'm talking about like 11 storyline particular was a little mm-hmm. like odd, maybe sometimes, or seemed like a little disjointed was because they were like, Oh, we had assumed that it was just done and that was it. And then we got a season two and it was like, Oh, well now, do, now what do we do with <laughs> With yeah. all of these characters. Um, that's just kind of what I heard, so I don't know if that's, like, super true. But it kind of helped me reframe it a little bit. Like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I don't think they... Well, you know, I don't think anyone goes into something like that assuming it's going to be a worldwide phenomenon. Um <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think they kind of framed it as a one-season thing knowing that they could expand it if it came to it but Mm -hmm. um i mean even even now um they haven't renewed it for season three i mean they're still they i don't know why it took them so long to renew the first you know after the first season but um now that season two is hit and it's just as big or bigger like i don't i don't know why they're waiting to do this but they did that last year too they waited to renew it so um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think they they said like five max 
So I think four or five, I think it's plenty. Because at this point, um, you know, it, it wasn't too dissimilar than the first season. You know, it was in kind of the, you know, it, it was kind of in the same wheelhouse. So, like, now they really have to do something different and really push it. And, um, you know, so I, I don't know if they'll be able to... to you know, top it for two more seasons or three or four or whatever it is, you know. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see what they can and can't do with it. Um, but the, the episodes, um, one was Mad Max, two was Trick or Treat uh, Freak, three was Pollywog, four was Will the Wise, five was Dig Dug, six was The Spy, seven was Lost Sister, eight was Mind Flyer, and nine was The Gate. And, yeah. um, so obviously they all, it was literal, you know, they all were tied into that yeah. in some way or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is everyone's thoughts on season two? Thumbs up, thumbs down, mixed, hated it, loved it. <laughs> Absolutely thumbs up for me. Yeah, same. Yeah, definitely thumbs up. I'll be interested to see if they introduce more of uh, eight and eleven's people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and see what kind of powers they have, I guess. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of wish they all had the same power, but, um, like Eleven does, but that'll be interesting to see. And I know like on the internet, episode seven, when Eleven's with the the crew and all that is the worst or the least favorite of the whole season, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I would agree with (laughs) because it just disconnects from everything else and, I mean, I guess maybe that's going to help shape the next season when she meets, if she, if she meets some of her other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a coworker of mine who is a big fan of Heroes is afraid it is going to come become like the show Heroes. But mm. yeah, I know a little bit about. But I don't know. I don't really know much about that. Sure. Thumbs up overall. No there doubt. There were a lot of people yeah. that that felt the same though. Mm-hmm. I definitely did. I thought it was like one of the really weak parts of this season was not so much. I mean, that episode to me was like pretty weak and I was like, I see that you're setting us up for the future, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just it was just so, head. it was just so disconnected and it was yeah. not, it didn't necessarily, I get that it would further the plot for the future, but why, why do it now? Why do it when we have to wait? such an astronomical amount of time until the next season to see if those characters are going to return. Like, why not just put that there? There were just so many other things that they could have accomplished. And I feel like, I don't know. It was, it was really disconnected. And I think one of the big mistakes that they made and why a lot of people didn't like that episode or like the season in general, a lot of people didn't like it as much, which I liked it um, probably just as much as the first one. Um, but the fact that Eleven was not with the rest of the, the group, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't mm-hmm. with, with the guys. And that's like one of the best parts of season one was seeing them like pal around with each other and get to know each other, um, and just be like kids and being awesome together. Um, and I think they really missed an opportunity to do that a little bit more and build the relationship more in this season. And I liked what they did with Hopper and Eleven. That was 
pretty interesting yeah. too. But I just the whole time I was like, so when is so when are they gonna like ride their bikes together down the street? Like when is that <laughs> right. about to happen? I just missed it. I missed it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think that you know, obviously everyone's talking about episode seven, Lost Sister. Um it was just like um well, everything that y'all said, obviously, but like even like the hideout was like it was like someone flipped to a book and it was like generic eighties villain hideout. You know, it looked like something out <laughs> of like the original Ninja Turtles movie or something. Right. And yes, exactly. It was just so like but if you watched um whatever it's called, Stranger Talking to Stranger Things, whatever it is. Beyond, Beyond, Beyond Stranger Things. Um, Beyond Stranger I mean, they did say... Get it together, that, Eli. I know. <laughs> I, I, have y'all... I think I'm the only one that's seen it, though. Have y'all seen it? I, I've seen... I've seen... I haven't finished it, but I've seen most of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, anyways. Um, they... You know, I don't, maybe the result didn't come out the way they wanted, but they said it, it was pretty much crucial, crucial to, like her arc to get her back to where um you know she is on the the good guy's side and you know she's not using her powers for bad and you know i, I don't know if it really landed the way it wanted to but the duffer yeah. brother said that it it, it was kind of necessary to get her to where she came back and saved the day so i kind of see i kind of see where they're going with it but it was exactly like Kayla just said, like she wasn't with them until practically the absolute end of the season. And it was just kind of a, I think part of the charm from the first season was they were all together doing kid stuff, you know? So, right. Uh, and I, I think originally they weren't going to bring her back till the snowball in the end. Yeah. Which, oh, I mean, would have killed me. Like, well, <laughs> no, I mean, like, where? Why am I even watching this stupid show anymore? <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, um, <laughs> The uh, I have so much stuff in front of me. I can't. I can't. Is Millie Bobby Brown? I think is her name. She she didn't yeah. even know she was coming back until. I mean, they sent her the script, but she. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, you know. So and she didn't tell anyone. Mm-mm. She had to completely keep it a secret for a very very long time. Oh, that's so impressive! <laughs> Crazy, including her family. They wouldn't let her tell her family what? either. So she was the only person that knew. That's so fun. I bet she was, like, really excited by that. <laughs> yeah. Get this big secret. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I did like some of the new stuff that they did. I really liked um, Mad Max. I thought mm-hmm. she was adorable. Oh, I loved um, her. I think I'm the brother- only one that didn't like her. Uh, I, I did. Okay, so her older brother, I still don't understand what his entire point was, yeah. except for just being so- like, have a so, cute butt and some tight jeans. I was like, oh, is that the man. point of this guy? Okay, so he, <laughs> they wanted to have a human antagonist. So they had to kind of balance, they wanted to balance the, you know, they wanted to balance it in reality too. Yeah, so this kid is actually, this kid is actually just crazy like potential like very violent he's not just a he's not just a bully i mean you go through and you see how his parents treat him um aaron thinks that he's gay and that's why he has all of this internal struggle so i i definitely saw where that was was handed out a little bit and that's kind of what has turned him into this you know 
he goes to that woman's front door and I mean, he turns it off. So he's definitely, he's definitely got something going on. I'm really interested to see if we will see him back, um, with that, without that mullet, I hope because the guy that that plates him is way too handsome to have a mullet. Yeah. (laughs) He was, he was one of my notes. Um, I have some, you know, I wrote down like MVPs of the season and, um, he was fantastic. He was really good. Um, going back to what we mentioned earlier, he's also in uh, better watch out. Um, on... Um, he's also oh. in Power Rangers. Yeah, he's the Red Ranger. Red Ranger. What? And yeah. I didn't know that for the longest time, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So I need to watch Better Watch Out. I've never seen it before. Well, December seventh on Shutter. Um, but <laughs> Billy, to me, I, yeah, I, I wrote. So I have two of these that say no payoff, and so Billy and something else, and and yeah, it's no payoff. I mean, he, um, it's almost like. He is. It's almost like he comes off as a little racist, you know. Like he, he he's you know because Mad Max is starting to hang out with Lucas, and it's almost like geared towards it because he's he's black. Um, but then you have the moment with his dad, and you know. But then it's like, okay, but then what does that have to do with her, you know? And it's just kind of a. I mean, I think he's. I thought I thought he was awesome. I love the mullet. I mean, I, that's exactly what a. <laughs> You know, a bad Man, boy in 1984 it. looks like, you know, I mean, it was, oh, it was awesome. Um, sure. But, yeah, but then it was, you know, you get to the to the end where he's, um, you know, uh, talking to Nancy's mom and, you know, I'm sure they're going to hook up next season. And unless he comes out to be gay, <laughs> you know, so. Um, I, I would almost funny. see... He's he's one of those characters where you don't know if he's gonna try and kill somebody or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they talk about wanting this human antagonist. So if they keep it going, he's gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, because he's right. He's very very much that type of character where he's absolutely psychotic. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't quite. I feel like it didn't quite come across. Maybe as powerfully as they wanted it to. Yeah. In this one, maybe like they're you know they're developing a little bit. Yeah, yeah they're developing. I always remind people if you don't get any resolution in a season, it's because they don't they don't necessarily want to tie everything together. And I think that I have that argument about the latest Star Wars movies with people. It's like Lord of the Rings. Like you're not gonna get a resolution. <laughs> when it's a three a three part story or you know a four maybe they're envisioning it as this four part four part big story where they just kind of split it without you gotta have a cliffhanger man you gotta leave you gotta <laughs> leave some stuff on you know untouched yeah. so we'll we'll see what happens with with Billy I he was actually one of my favorite parts of the season I, I thought that he was a great character. Hmm. Um, what do we think about the kind of non-human monster this season um, with the weird um, veins under the ground and the big smoke monster? What did everybody think about that? Yes, the mind flare. So I read that the, the mind flare is actually made of the same substance as um, like what comes out of the wall in the first season when like the Demogorgon like and... Eleven gets sucked into the upside down. That's supposed to be like part of the mind flare, I guess. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Which 
they originally were actually going to call the Upside Down the Nether. Oh, yeah. I found that out. I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Um, but I like it. I like that it's a poison. It's like something that you can't really escape. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to make it bigger. Yes. And I love yeah. the effect that had on Will. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. It was almost like, uh, you know... They had an exorcism on him, like yeah. he was. Oh man, it was dead. so cool. That was, it was awesome. So cool. And I'm really glad that they did that with Will's character because to be someone that was barely in the first season, like you, integrating Will was kind of something that they had to tackle. Mm-hmm. He was. He was. I have him on the MVP list. Um, he was really. Um, his performance was awesome and. You know, sure. Again, you didn't see him last season very much, so you didn't really know how he would. Um, he's not part. Yeah, he's not part of the crew. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I do have the monster as the as a no payoff, um, and only because um, you know the the trailer that they released at the Super Bowl with the it had the remix of Thriller going on, and you just had that huge monster in the clouds. And then they had the the movie poster with them on the bikes, and it's you know it's right in front of them down the road and stuff. And you don't really, I mean, you see it in Will's like the visions and stuff, but like it wasn't really. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I. I, I it just, wasn't. It was almost maybe a little too big. Do mm-hmm. you think? Well, maybe maybe that should have been introduced like next season or season right you know like they I mean? like they they brought it in a little too early yeah and it especially is, for yeah. them not to and it looks like obviously they're going to be it's going to be mentioned next season because it's the last thing we see you know when it turns upside right. down and everything but i yeah i don't know um i was really excited about it um kind of had a lovecraft kind of influence going on and um but i think what kate uh, kayla was saying i mean it was um it was interesting how they took that approach um, with with the um, I guess the mind flayer and um, the um, how it affected Will and it was almost turned into an exorcism and it was funny well not funny but it was interesting that Bob gave him the advice and he was just like just tell him to go away and he did and then he got mm-hmm. fucked so it was like <laughs> thanks for nothing Bob <laughs> yeah. so um, thanks Bob but rest um, in peace Bob. Recipe, right. I know. Uh, That's the real MVP. Yeah. You know. We'll get to. We'll get to. Yeah. Let's. We'll have our own Bob, like Bob, conversation here in just a second because I feel like everybody's gonna get really passionate about Bob. So okay, here's my theory. Bob is the new Barb of last season. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Where's the justice for justice for Bob shirts? Justice for Bob. I know. I feel like we need we need to start that movement because yeah. I felt the loss of Bob. <laughs> Oh, really, really hard. That was Everybody such- did, and that's that's why I I believe that that's actually why they decided to make his death as brutal as it was, is because they really wanted to make you feel it. Yeah, I just love when as soon as Sean Astin's like sweet face pop, pops up there, I'm just like automatically in love with whatever he's about to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like I love you so much. You're I know. So- well, they had originally planned for Bob to be a pretty small character, but they loved him so much um, because he sent in an audition video, and he actually auditioned for the role of Murray, um, the journalist. Yeah. They brought him in to play Bob, and they made his 
they made his role bigger just because they loved him so much. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it I was, was, it I was, was really worried. cool to, to read that. I was worried. Um, for whatever reason, I assumed that his character was going to be like Billy's dad, like a hard ass and like, you know, uh, almost, you know, just telling Will, like, why don't you just get over it? You know, it, it's done, you know, and that kind of thing. And then when you see the first episode with, with, with Bob in there, it's obviously the complete opposite. And, um, and he played it excellent, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, he, he was definitely a, a pleasant surprise. And of course he had the, um, he had the wink and the nod to the Goonies um, when they were talking about the <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah. right. Well, and yeah. and as my my husband just kindly came up and reminded me, Sean Astin actually sent in his audition tape on a VHS. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so awesome! Yeah. So why would like why wouldn't you just automatically bring him in? For God's sakes, he's Sean exactly. Astin. Yeah. But they they were a little afraid that maybe he was going to be a little bit too famous for the show. Right. Like overshadowed everyone. Right. I didn't know he was in the show till he appeared on the screen, and I was like, I didn't because <laughs> I'm I'm that person that won't watch. I'll watch the first trailer of something that's released, but I won't watch any other trailers after that. So I didn't really watch a lot of the trailers that came out for season two, just because I'm a purist and I like to be surprised. Mm. Yeah, he. Um, I don't have him as an MVP just because I, I I tried to do three, so he is a very close honorable mention. He's an honorable mention, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's it's like if you ask me tomorrow, I would switch someone from the MVP list down and put him up. I mean, it was it was a toss up, but. I thought it was, um, you know, his death was awesome and, um, you know, um, kind of doing the whole finally being the hero and on all that, you know, so, um, Man. so that was, yeah, that, that was an intense scene. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he wasn't going to be killed, but yeah, <gasps> happened. Poor, guy. poor guy. Justice for Bob. <laughs> yeah. We can be Bob warriors. <laughs> right. Okay. One person who I definitely know is on your MVP. Envy. I can't talk. MVP list. Um, Steve. Yes. I'm, yes. My boy. It. <laughs> cool oh, Steve. Mama Such Steve. A cool guy <laughs> with his cool hair. I love oh, Steve. Yes. Oh my god. That's all I. I hair when they're at the Halloween party, he's like dancing with his hairs like flopping around. I'm like, oh my god, he's such a dreamboat. He's the Steve was my MVP. Like Steve was my one and only MVP because I loved him that much. Is anybody else cringing when Nancy was drunk as hell? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was so bad. Like. Oh my god! How many times can you say it's bullshit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's like bullshit. I remember my first year. I remember my first year. Yeah, <laughs> get it together. Well, yeah. and oh you know, kind of chiming in with what we were talking about with Bob. Um, same thing with Steve. Uh, his role was supposed to be smaller last season, and everyone just loved him on the on the set. 
and he pretty much won everyone over. And, and that's why they ended up together at the end of the first season because they didn't want him to be done. And, um, you know, obviously he's transformed this season. Um, I mean, he was, he would have been one of my MVPs last year too. I mean, I, I really, I liked his character cause it was a, you know, he's, he's trying to be the badass and show off in front of Nancy and all that. But then there are moments where he's, you know, lets his guard down. And then this, um, this season, he's like the world's best babysitter. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, coolest and, babysitter. And with the coolest and best eyebrows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, love, I have, I've, I just, I love Steve. Can yeah. you tell? Yeah, he's amazing. It's like, what else, what other, like, 16 or 17 year old boy would just be like perfectly happy hanging out with a bunch of like middle schoolers carting them around on adventures and and that that snowball scene where he's dustin's hair it was just it was perfect so now everybody's calling for a steven dustin spinoff i think they should do it as like a couple of shorts like as a web series or something like that yeah so and I feel like Steve really kind of stole the show. Yeah. Well, my Steve and Dustin definitely stole the show. Yeah. Th- those are those are my MVPs: Dustin, Steve, and Will. Um, Dustin, just because he he I, I think he got the most screen time this season. Um, um, last year, um, it was uh, who was it last year? It was um, you say Mike. Mike, Mike, yeah. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. was kind of the main focus. And then mm-hmm. um, this season, definitely uh, Dustin kind of carried it. And, um, you know, it was good. His interaction with his mom was, was funny. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then he turns on Dart because, you know, he killed his cat and all that. <laughs> and then, and then the, the, you know, we don't even get to the point where he's with Steve yet. You know what I mean? Um, so then when mm-hmm. that happens, it just goes to another, another dimension. So, um, so I think those three really are the, the, the highest ones. Again, Bob, very close second or very close to the list, honorable mention. Um, but, um, I think with Dustin being in the majority of the scenes, Steve with his new path he's on, and then Will just being incredible. Um, I think that those are <laughs> the three highlights. So, um, but I think um, and and Gaten Matarazzo actually ad libbed most of his scenes. Yeah, which is, that, yeah, which is awesome. Well, he. Um, fun fact, you all know how much I love uh, Les Mis. He was actually, he actually does Broadway work. And I don't know if he's doing it now, but in the past, like, he was in, he was on Broadway in Les Mis, I believe. Yeah. Those, so this kid is, kids like, a seasoned actor. Yeah. Yeah, they all, um, they actually, I don't know if they're, like, best friends, but they all knew each other because they'd all, they'd all, they were all Broadway kids. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. And, um, yeah. So, I think, um, I mean, I've, I found this, uh, it's on vulture.com, but they have, like, questions they're wanting for the next season. Um, I think we're, I was going to ask those and see what y'all thought and if we wanted to chime yeah. in. And, yeah. Um, first one's juicy. Um, are Hopper and Joyce finally going to get together? Oh, uh, I, so I can always, you can always kind of tell, like, she's not really sure, like, should I go for, like, the nice, sweet, good guy, Bob, 
who like I may not feel passionate about, yeah. but I like him. He's, well, he's, a, he's a safe bet, you know. He's a safe bet. Yeah. Or, you know, my friend. Or you know, we got like, a little cool thing going hopper. on. Right. We got like, a <laughs> thing going on. We're, we've been friends for a bit. Feel a little dangerous, you know. It's like smoking cigarettes which, together. <laughs> right. Which one? Which one do you go for? And you know, I hate to say now that Bob's out of the picture, you know, I think that might be happening soon. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I do appreciate the idea that they're like right now, kind of platonic, just like hanging out. I appreciate yeah. that, but I think that it's. I think that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I re- and I revoke my earlier comment that Steve was my only MVP because Hopper was definitely my other MVP. Ooh. I loved Hopper this season. Yeah. He had a lot of work to do. Cool yeah. dad Hopper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a cool dad. Um, this was uh, I kind of you know when when I was watching it, I was like, well, what what happened there? Um, were Dustin and Hopper infected in the tunnels? Um, because they Ah. They did get some of the funky stuff going on down there. So um. yeah, I don't think so. Mainly because they would have already slightly alluded to it in this season. I don't feel like that. That's a major plot point that you could come back to necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and by the way, they got infected in that cave. It just seems, I don't know. Well, the Duffer like, brothers. Seems a little sloppy, yeah. The Duffer brothers love aliens, and uh-huh. so like that's the only reason I could see it popping up. Um, mm. But I don't know. Um, I hope not, but I could see it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, this one's kind of a two-parter. Um, because this ties into something I wrote down. Um, what role will Kali play next season, Eleven Sister? And then um, also, are there other numbers out there? Because obviously, Kelly's eight and Eleven's eleven. So, mm. um, do we think um, you know they just have a, a army of super kids running around, or is it just them two? Or um, are we going to? I don't Kelly know about the amount of people, but they will definitely. They'll definitely come back. They ha- they have to, especially yes. if yeah. eleven, especially if Papa is alive. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I definitely think that they'll return. Ne- I mean, maybe next season. I I think it would have to be next season because they will definitely go after more of those people. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a heavier a heavier part of the actual storyline. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least a one through 11. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's, especially if they, you know, if this goes nationwide, if if they get out of Hawkins and they, it ends up being, you know, because the, the, the reporter that Nancy and Jonathan, hang out with and he gets them drunk even though they're underage um <laughs> you know that story he, he it does get out um and then they have barb's uh, funeral and all that stuff so mm. it's at least out there now um so i think if excuse me if it if it gets out of just this small town and it goes wide i think you'll kind of see them you know start popping up um so this is a side 
question. It's actually not on their website, but um, is Hopper's daughter alive, and is she one of the numbers? Because um, mm-hmm. she was um, she was treated at Hawkins Laboratory, and when you have the flashbacks and stuff, you know, um, right? So, you know, what do we what do we think? That would be that thinking? would be pretty fascinating. Yeah. I think that would be really like cool direction for it to take. Yeah, I mean, have they said how she died at all? Does she have cancer? The thing that comes out to me is cancer, yeah. I don't know if that's official, but I think that's, um, I think that's what it was. Um, which at that point it's, it's kind of hard to fake that, but you know, um, yeah. So, um, okay. Um, will the mind flayer be the antagonist of season three? I mean, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't see why it would. Like Kayla said earlier, it would be sloppy if they left it out. Yeah. Well, and you know, again, I I was underwhelmed. Um, he he did not make my uh, MVP list. So, um, you know, whether they, you know, s- set it up next season and then the big showdowns in the season four, whatever. I mean, it just has to be a bigger payoff than what we saw this season, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. So, um, and I, think it, I think it's only going to get more intense as Will's like obvious PTSD is really like hurting and that his connection that he now has, I think that we'll keep going and probably we'll get more intense too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be interesting you know, it's, um, you know, once you're, once you're affected by it, I don't guess it goes away. Um, yeah. you know, so he may not be under the control, but I think it's always going to be there. So true. I think so too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, will Dr. Brenner return Papa? I think so. Yeah. You can't, you can't just mention something like that and not. Yeah, I feel like they totally for, were foreshadowing Dr. Brenner. Yeah. Coming it, back. It would, be, it would be kind of a slap. Well, I don't know. I mean, they do, you can just have flashbacks, you know what I mean? But I think this, I think they're hitting too strongly at it for it to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a, a just a flash in the pan. I mean, I think there's going to be something there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has powers like the, the, the subjects do, you know, something. So even though he, you think he's gone in season one, he's actually stronger than ever or whatever, you know, something like that. So like a Voldemort sort of, yeah. he's like the Voldemort of stranger things. Yeah. yeah. He keeps coming back. Why are you? I, so I like that. <laughs> what if this is just a Harry Potter sequel or a prequel? <laughs> oh my god in season 3 we get, we get the wizards and the, the spells and stuff yeah all of a sudden they get a letter from Hogwarts and we're all like yes. oh really right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. this, this was going the whole Their time own owl. Yeah. <laughs> um, this we kind of just hinted on this but uh, is Will Byers finally free no, no way. Yeah. yeah. Poor kid. He's Sorry, just going to be He'll never, he'll never yeah. be free. Yeah. Like no. until, until the mind flayer and the upside down are gone, he won't ever be free. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think he's stuck just getting thrown around and burned up and all that stuff. So yeah, I think he's just in that, he's just yeah. in that place for a couple of seasons. Poor little dude. I know, he's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Leave Will alone. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for what he's went through in the first season and the second season, like, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't turned into, like, a demon garden. You know, I mean, it's just... I don't know, something's, there's got to be something still there, you know. Um, For sure. So, um, this one is a, a touchy one. We've already mentioned it a little bit. But uh, what will happen to poor Steve? Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve. He's trying to go to college, right? Well, what it no. says on, on Vulture, it says, um, the love triangle between uh, Steve, Nancy, and Jonathan is all but over, officially leaving Steve as the third will. Sure, he's become a big brother figure for Dustin, but is that enough to keep this character around for Stranger Things 3? He'll be graduating from Hawkins High pretty soon. As much as he's a fan favorite, it feels like he'd be the one to go if the show decides to make room for new characters. I'm disgusted no. with whoever questioned yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they How dare you? ever suggest that they may kill off Steve? Yeah. Well, it may not necessarily kill him off. Just he'll go to college and never come back and we'll never see him again. No. We'll never see his perfect hair again. No. I don't know. There will be <laughs> riots. Correct. Riots on the internet. And yeah. they'll be held to pay from all the... Hashtag. That's like that's like <laughs> killing that's like killing Daryl Dixon off. Yeah, that, right. that's, that's like literally you just can't, about the same You're stuck. Thing. You just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's just kind of taking on a new thing, a whole new energy, and it, it would be very odd to to take that away. Um, yeah, because it's like you're not you're not Game of Thrones. You can't just kill people whenever you want. Like right. you have to. You have to work a little bit harder than well, that. Well, and, and they need, you know, they need stories besides the kids. So, you know, they have Joyce and Hopper, and they have the lab, and and then they have Steve. And, like, they have different things that they can dive into. So, I mean, it's a good, um, yeah. you know, it's a good platform to have. So, mm. so hopefully not, you know, as we said, he's one of my MVPs this season. So, um, this one is... Um, um, interesting. Um, is Hawkins Lab closed for good? Um, I can see maybe that being a thing just yeah. because I feel like maybe they're at a point where they've moved on from it. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. That's 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 a tough one. Yeah. I'm ready with the the whole, you know, tape coming out that Nancy recorded and stuff. I mean, that might just ruin them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I can see it being taken over by an even scarier government thing, um, where it's more of like military sort of people start moving into Hawkins and then it gets like super intense. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm envisioning mm-hmm. for like this. they have curfews at like eight PM and stuff. And they have yeah, to like, get bigger. They yeah, have to get bigger every time. Yeah. Yeah. And now that the story's gonna come out from the reporter, it's gotta get even more intense with more eyes on it more um scrutiny so i could see it getting um more intense yeah. should be interesting i think it i think it's be it'll you know remain closed in the sense that you know it's not open for operation but i think it'll still be a focal point you know they can because you can mm-hmm. you know when they go down to the basement they can like get into the 
upside down world or whatever. So there's something, you know, something is going on with that building, the location or whatever. Um, so it would how scary now it's abandoned. Yeah. Like that would be even scarier and cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they go in there and some of the upside downs in the halls and stuff and Ooh, yeah. creepy. I'm already excited now. Yes. <laughs> um, I think were, were we going to do, I don't know if we talked about like Easter eggs or little bits of trivia. Did we mention where we were going to do that? I feel like I've mentioned trivia all throughout this, uh, <laughs> this presentation. The only, <laughs> one, the only one that I had. My report. The only one that I had that I had to like, I went back and rewatched just to be sure. Um, but um, you might have, it, I think it went viral a couple weeks ago, so you may already have seen it. But uh, so Hopper's daughter has the blue, um, a blue bracelet on when she's in the hospital. Oh. And then mm-hmm. when Eleven's at the dance, she's got a blue braid or blue, the same thing in her hair. And so uh-huh. it's kind of, you know, so it's, uh, it's like two things. Hopper. Yeah. It's like, it's alluding to Hopper having both of them, but it's also, you know, is that mm. saying that his daughter has the powers like Eleven did, you know? So mm, True. Oh, I have a good fact. Steve and Nancy at the party where she gets, you know, really sloppy drunk. Uh-huh. And it's genuinely, uh, you know, gross. <laughs> uh, they're dressed up like the characters from Risky Business. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was, like that that. was a good one. And that would have been a great Halloween costume that year, too, I guess. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, that's what teenagers would have worn. So that was pretty cool. It's not bullshit. <laughs> well, and the, and the guys dressed up like Ghostbusters and then going to school when no one else is dressed up. Like, that's that's a me right. thing. I, I can definitely see me. I actually think I did uh-huh. do that. We, I think we had to dress up for homecoming one year. And I got the days wrong, and I, I think I went, like, first or second grade dressed up. <laughs> I was the only one. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. This is awesome. So. Man, when I was teaching, there would always be one middle schooler who would wear pajamas on not pajama day. And it was, like, automatic tear waterworks, complete shit show. Just, like, I'm wearing pajamas and no oh, one else no. is. Like, it's... <laughs> Ooh, you get to be comfy for the rest of the day, and they don't. I was about so, to say, yeah. several, <laughs> several, you know, decades later, we're like, God, I wish I could always wear pajamas. Yeah. I'd like, like to uh, accidentally always wear pajamas. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh, I thought it was pajama day. <laughs> it's like, um, you're 30 <laughs> and you're at <laughs> Well, you just want to tell the kid, too, like, just wait till you get to college, bro. Like, you can wear this every single day. Yeah. That's what you wear, wear every day. I know. <laughs> right. Like, you get to grow up. If you right. don't, you're gonna be all right. Stuff, so. <laughs> um, I'm sure y'all have seen this on this. Is, I saw it on Facebook, but people are, you know, trying to connect Bob and his story about the clown with it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was interesting and fun. And I love stuff like that, like trying to connect things. I'm sure they didn't mean it for it to be like that. I don't know, maybe, but um, I thought that was interesting. I could totally see them meaning that. I think that would be kind of a fun. I would love that if that was the case. Cool. <laughs> it's like, well, what monster would Bob be afraid of? I know, a clown. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it worked out just just perfectly. Yes. And this is not like an Easter egg, but it's a joke that I thought was hilarious that I didn't catch the first time until someone pointed it out to me. But 
when Nancy and Jonathan and Murray are sitting at breakfast after Nancy and Jonathan have had their fling or whatever. And Murray said, so how was the pullout? And they both spit <laughs> <laughs> out their breakfast. I did not catch that the first time around, but now oh that, my God. Now that oh uh, my someone God. pointed it out to me, I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's I mean, of so course, funny. that happened. <laughs> what comes out of his mouth is well, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. It reminds me I of. Can um, hear him down here laughing at himself downstairs. Right <laughs> it reminds me because it was a really funny follow up. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um, the Honey I Shrink the Kids, where the neighbor kisses the daughter, and the the brother's like, "Where'd you learn that?" And he's like, "French class." And oh my then, oh. <laughs> And then at the very end, he's finally like, oh, I get it, French class. Like, that's, that's that kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's so funny. <laughs> so cute. Um, well, cool. Well, I think we, I think that was pretty thorough. Um, I think we. Uh, and hey, if we left anything out, y'all, leave us a freaking voicemail yeah. and tell us Call if we us. left it out. Yeah. Right. Stop being weenies. Right. Call us on the phone if you have a passionate thing you have to say. If you're just like disgusted that we didn't talk enough about <laughs> whoever, Mad Max and Lucas. Yeah. Maybe we left it out on purpose just so you guys will freaking call us. Yeah. <laughs> right. We got yeah, our first yeah. voicemail on the 15th and it's literally nothing. Like, so someone called. Um, just, it was maybe <laughs> one of those, like, they're just. Testing it just to see what what will happen. Because um, they heard the voicemail. Because it's so creepy. It's so creepy. I mean, yeah. y'all got to call to hear it. Yeah. Um, do you want to do that real quick, Kayla? Uh, the, the social yep. the, the number. Okay, you can find us. Well, you can find us at Music City Horror um, on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just check us out on there, and then you can give us a call. The number is six one five. Five three eight seven four seven four. So please leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and hear your opinions on Stranger Things because I know you got them. Yes. And if you don't, why? What is wrong? <laughs> where Where have you been? Oh, your passion is dead. What's wrong with your life? Right. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing that I read this earlier and I thought it was awesome that the kids have a group text going on called Stranger Texts. That's the name <laughs> of yeah, their group. Oh. And they're all like besties in real life. How cute is I that? No, I want to be their bestie. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That'd be weird though, since I'm 32. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, any, any way you want to interact with us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or leave us a voicemail, um, you know, we'll read those and like we've mentioned before, um, if the sound quality sounds good, I mean, we'll actually throw your voicemail onto the episode so you actually get to hear it and be famous with all your friends and family. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to, um, whenever we did the last episode with our interview with uh, Michael Berryman, I, we forgot to do shout outs. And, you know, we're not going to do shout outs every single show, but just if we. Um, since this that show, we've we've interacted with some people. A lot of people have started following us on Instagram, and um, you know we've just kind of stumbled across some some podcasts and stuff like that. So um, when we can, we're going to shout them out, and um, you know that some people have returned the favor, so we appreciate it. Um, 
I don't know if we've ever said uh, this is kind of what got me. I mean, I, I listened to podcasts, you know, five or six years ago, just sporadically. But you know, the last two or three or four years, really, you've seen the kind of the boom happen. And um, this is what kind of got me back into it. But it's uh, Shockwaves, and um, I mean, they're one of the biggest in the game. Um, they're backed by Bloomhouse, so they have. I don't know if they all work for Bloomhouse or they used to or what the deal is, but they all have direct access to you know. Some of them help with, uh, you know, DVD releases, and they do the commentary on the releases and stuff like that. So they're definitely like several levels above what we do. Um, they are in the business, but um, it kind of um, their their show kind of influenced my what I wanted to do. So they have three three guys and a girl, and I said, well, I want to do at least two guys and two girls to kind of balance it and. Um, we ended up doing three girls and one guy. So, um, <laughs> um, but you know, they were one of the the first ones that I had heard that had at least a female voice and, um, you know, that, that influenced what I wanted to do and definitely wanted to at least make it a 50, 50, you know, male, female voice. And I, I got more of that. So that's good. Um, but yeah, they, Lucky talk, you. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, they do, they talk about all things horror and they interview, you know, um, all kinds of people, so it's it's good. Um, there's also a new one called uh, Dead Serial, and they've only got one episode out. Um, they're actually filming or recording the second one soon. Um, they messaged us on Instagram, and um, I guess they've listened to all of our episodes, but they're going back and re-listening because they think they've missed some stuff. <laughs> so they're uh, going for round two. So that's awesome. Um, but they're, they're on Instagram at dead underscore serial. And that's like a uh, serial killer, not cereal you eat. Um, <laughs> the, there's another one um, called scaredy cast. Um, same kind of thing as us talk about horror and, all things horror. Um, they're on Instagram as scaredy. So S C A R E D Y cast. Um, and they followed us recently and we followed back. So, um, give them a sh listen. And this one is not really horror related at all, but it's eighties all over. And, um, I know the, the guys that do it love horror. So, you know, some of that dips into it, but it's really just all things eighties uh, related. Um, so I think they've done episodes on stranger things and, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about kind of blends into what they talk about. So, um, that's just, um, the number eight zero and then S and then all over, um, and they're on Twitter. Um, and shockwaves is shockwaves pod, um, on Twitter. That's where you can find them. So, but all of them, I believe are on, uh, iTunes and all the other, you know, podcasting sites you can check out. Um, so, so yeah, on so those, the Googles, on the Googles. So those are, <laughs> those are our shout outs. And, um, I think that's, I think that's it for this, this episode. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to chime in? Oh, talk about, um, talk about, uh, Krampus at, Oh yes. Um, our friends at Nashville nightmare are doing a holiday um, I guess you'd call a holiday haunt, um, and it's, it's Krampus, so that's nightmare-inducing as it is. Um, but that will be in the 
the haunt along with their normal stuff. So um, those dates are, I think we said the 8th and the 9th. December 8th and 9th. Mm -hmm. And And I believe that we're going to try and go. Yeah, we're we're threatening. But uh, it, it is a two-day thing, and that's it. And then I think they're going to do something in February. Um, but they uh, tickets are limited, so you'll go to NashvilleNightmare.com and just make sure you can get those. And, um, you know, Haunted House is an excellent way to keep the um, horror season going because it literally scares you. So, I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> good way to, to do it. Um but we will post um, probably on our socials if we confirm we're going to go one of the nights. And, um, you know, if anybody's there, please come say hey. We'll probably have stickers to give out and say hello and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's a – and if you've never been to National Nightmare, it's it's like a, a nightmare Disneyland. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the production value – and, uh, you know, what they come up with is just ridiculous. So, um, um, you know, Christmas isn't necessarily the time you think about scares and all that stuff. But if it's if you've never been, that's, this is a perfect time. Um, the, the lines usually aren't as crazy as it is in the Halloween season. Um, but I imagine it'll be packed just because it's a, um, they, they're, the level of work they do is, is you know, top notch. So. so, yeah. So... I think that's it, unless we have anything else. I don't think we do. Uh, I will say, since I have kind of a more beer-centric Instagram, uh, that Black Abbey has a beer called Krampus they'll be releasing on Monday. Ooh, so, nice. oh, so oh, I love Black Abbey. Yes, oh, I'm yes. So excited now. So, oh, great awesome. Nashville local beer. It's a Bach. So, that will be released next week. So, looking forward to that. Heck, yeah. I can't yes. wait. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, cool. Um, well, um, we were glad to be back together and talking about horror stuff. And um, look for our um, Christmas horror uh, list. Um, I think we're going to start it on the 13th, so or maybe the 12th. Yeah, the 12th, so then it'll end on Christmas Eve. Um, so we might release it before then but i think our reviews are going to start on the 12th um and this one's not as as large as the halloween one we've only got 12 um we didn't do a kids and an adult it's just one list um i think one of them i know gremlins was on the, the halloween one so they're back in this one so but um so that'll be coming soon and then um just stay tuned for more stuff we'll be releasing some stuff soon so um until then i guess we'll see everybody later Bye. Thanks guys. for listening. Bye. Bye. See ya.